Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. Today's topic, Deep State Double Talk. That's correct, Deep State Double Talk. Of course, we're talking about the subject of UFOs, in particular those UFO subcommittee hearings that the uh, Intelligence Subcommittee had with the Defense Department a couple weeks ago involving uh, Senator Marco Rubio and others where it was revealed, or at least alleged, that the Defense Department has in its possession vehicles not of this world. It's pretty earth-shattering. Well, of course, we could expect there to be some backtracking on this. And that's what we're looking at today in three different articles. We want to put this subject uh, in context so that, as a listener, you understand how the UFO evidence is nested within a multiplicity of bureaucratic uh, apparatus. Not only are these programs being hidden from us through just a labyrinth uh, in the Defense Department, but they're being hidden within the uh, Navy intelligence apparatus within that Defense Department. Although a few key player names keep showing up over and over. So as we go through these articles, let's just try to mention those names and put those names in your memory bank because you're going to see them again. And at some point, for the people that accuse us of being conspiracy theorists, when in fact we are a conspiracy analyst, you have to ask yourself, doesn't it seem obvious that there is a conspiracy of sorts among these key players to keep the real information from the public. And when you have these, you know, same set of actors that keep showing up over and over again, giving what from time to time seems like conflicting answers, or at least not giving us the whole picture, you really have to begin to see that the deep state is engaged in serious double talk and not engaged in true disclosure. Now, the first article comes from IntelligentAerospace.com, and the title says, Pentagon UFO Unit to Publicly Release Some Findings After Ex-Official Says Off-World Vehicle Found. And this article is released July 27, 2020. It says, If it's something from outside this planet that might actually be better than the Chinese or the Russians, said Marco Rubio, reports Gino, Gino... Spochia for the Independent. Now, this is a comment that we did hear Rubio assert. If it's something from outside this planet, that might actually be better. This seems uh, kind of like a little bit of magical thinking to me. The only way that this would seem better, I suppose, is if then as a politician you wouldn't be responsible for it. If these UFOs turned out to be something that were created by the Chinese or the Russians, then suddenly a lot of Americans are going to be very upset that our Defense Department wasn't on top of this thing. But at the same time, if these things are from another planet or another dimension or whatever, then people can just simply say, well, there's no way they could have known. But in that statement, I find it very troubling that Rubio, in a sense, almost seems to put his own job security ahead of the security of the United States. Because if if these UFOs were created 
by the Chinese or the Russians, then it's something that we can answer militarily. We can try to replicate the technology. We can, we can try to defend ourselves against it at some level. But if these things are from another planet or another galaxy or another dimension, then we are certainly at their mercy because they've made it here. So I'm troubled by the fact that Senator Rubio doesn't seem to see how terrible it is if these things are from out of this world and we have, and, and, and we have no idea how to protect ourselves against them. It's very concerning. Now we go on here to this article, and it says, A Pentagon UFO unit will make some investigations public as ex-advisors suggest that vehicles not made on this earth were placed in U.S. government storage, reports Gino Spaccia for The Independent. And then it says, July 27, 2020, The New York Times broke the story late last year in a piece titled No Longer in the Shadows, Pentagon's UFO Unit Will Make Some Findings Public, written by Ralph Blumenthal and Leslie Keene, who wrote about the Pentagon program investigating encounters between military pilots and unidentified aerial vehicles. Now, I'm starting to see a pattern here where the New York Times seems to be getting information leaked to them and exclusively to them. We see this back channel thing going on here, and I'm not at all, uh, I don't feel good about this at all. It seems as though we see this deep state structure connected to the media, and I wouldn't even call this a free press. It's, it's like it's an outlet for their narrative, a propaganda outlet. It goes on and says, quote, Pentagon officials will not discuss a program which is not classified, but deals with classified matters, Blumenthal and Karen wrote. Now, do you... Do you get this? They have a program investigating UFOs, which they've denied for years, which they say is not classified, but it's engaging in classified activities. Well, if that's the case, then why are you releasing evidence about those activities to select newspapers who can then release that information to select private corporations who are allowed to monetize it? This is a very incestuous chain of custody as far as I'm concerned. Just my opinion. goes on and says, Pentagon officials will not discuss a program which is not classified but deals with classified matters, Blumenthal and Keene wrote. Yet it appeared last month in a Senate committee report outlining spending on the nation's intelligence agencies for the coming year. The report said the program, the Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force, was to standardize collection, and reporting on sightings of unexplained aerial vehicles. Now see, they're calling them vehicles now. No longer are they being referred to as phenomena. Now they're being referred to as vehicles. Do you see what they're doing here? They're changing the narrative. During the hearings, they have a contractor come out and say, oh yes, the Defense Department is indeed in possession of vehicles, not of this world. And now we see this word again used here, vehicles. This is important to point this out. It goes on, it says, The reports of the program, the Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force, was to standardize collection and reporting on sightings of unexplained aerial vehicles and was to 
report at least some of its findings to the public within 180 days after passage of the Intelligence Authorization Act. So here we go. Our politicians pass an Intelligence Authorization Act where they demand that this deep state agency that we don't even that we hear to now didn't even know existed suddenly they find they uncover this clandestine unrecognized activity that's been going on they order them to prepare a report for 180 days in advance and they come back and say well we'll tell you a few things it's very clear here that politicians are not in charge it's very clear here that the power all the leverage is with the deep state players they have the vehicles they have the advanced technology they have the funds they're in those positions for look look at Fauci 48 years in the same job it's ridiculous these deep state players are in these jobs for decades the politicians come and go so we have a completely separate branch of government here and it seems to be using off-this-world technology to maintain its power. That's what it looks like. It goes on here and says, Former Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid told the Times that he came to the conclusion that UFO materials were in the government's possession after looking into this. After looking into this, he says, I came to the conclusion that there were reports, some were substantive, some not so substantive, that there were actual materials that the government and the private sector had in their possession. That's Harry Reid, former Senator Harry We're going to get back to him in just a little bit, but I want to read this quote again. He says, After looking into this, I came to the conclusion that there were reports some were substantive, some not so substantive. That there were actual materials that the government and the private sector had in their possession. The government and the private sector. Now we have to ask ourselves, why would we allow possibly advanced technology, light years advanced, or UFO metamaterial, that could quite likely be a very destructive source. Why would we allow this sort of stuff to be in the possession of private sources? Unless, of course, those private sources were merely puppets of the deep state. Now we're going to go on here just a little bit, and it goes on to another article that I want to look at that gives us another look at this whole situation. Because this is a... This is a... Uh, this is something that's really developing, and we're starting to see the narrative change on this. And I think a lot of people are missing the fact that the narrative from the defense slash deep state is being changed from phenomena to vehicle. The phenomena could be ball lightning. A vehicle is something that's transporting something. It's telling you that's mechanical, it's physical, it's three-dimensional. It's not. It's not just a mirage. Okay. There's there's an important change in the narrative that's happening here. Now this could be complete disinformation they're putting out there, 
or it could be that they're just giving enough of the truth to people to prepare them for what's coming. But I think we always have to go back to the core value of the deep state, or to the military for that matter, and one of the things that they use is deception. So don't assume you're being told the truth. It could be, in fact, that they are in possession of these vehicles, or it could be they're just saying that to prepare people for whatever thing they have coming our way. Now, the next article is from LiveScience.com, and this came out about four days ago, and it says this is by Mindy Weisberger. The title is, Pentagon's Secret Defunct UFO Hunting Program May Still Exist. Well, I think we're pretty sure that it exists because they've told us that. They've changed the name, it sounds like, but the program certainly does still exist. And it sounds like it's a lot more involved than what they let us know before. It's not just somebody sitting behind a desk somewhere uh, taking down eyewitness accounts from people out in the hinterlands. They've gone way beyond the Blue Book phase. They've gone, they've gone to the point where they've collected data, it sounds like, collected physical evidence. And if we're to believe... Uh, what we're being told by their consultants that have actually are in possession of off-this-world vehicles. It goes right along with what Bob Lazar said. Okay, it says, The U.S. government's search for unidentified flying objects, UFOs, is ongoing and is part of a program called the Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force, UAPTF, that operates under the U.S. Naval of U.S. Office of Naval Intelligence, according to recent Senate committee reports. So you see what happened here? We started off with the Defense Department. A huge, a huge bureaucracy. And it took, it took a Senate subcommittee hearing, apparently, to find out that this secret, heretofore denied program exists within the Office of Naval Intelligence. So it's nested. It's nested in, first it's nested inside the Defense Department. And then within the Defense Department, it's nested within the Navy. And within the Navy, the Office of Naval Intelligence. So you can begin to see how these things are compartmentalized. You know, when they tell you that they're... I've, I've heard said when they tell you that they're paying, you know, $10,000 for a toilet, well, more than likely that money is not being paid for that toilet. That money's being siphoned off into one of these deep state black programs that even the president's not allowed to know about. It's ridiculous. It's, it, it, the, the whole apparatus has gotten so big that it could be argued that the elected branches of government no longer govern us. It's these bureaucratic monsters that govern us. And it doesn't seem to matter if it's the Defense Department or you know one of the even you know minor departments, Department of Education, Land Management, whatever. We are becoming a people governed by bureaucracies, and our politicians seem to have little to no power. And it goes on and says, um, This agency appears to have assumed the responsibilities of another UFO hunting Pentagon program that was, that was purportedly disbanded in 2012. UAPTF's findings could be made public Within the next six months, the New York Times reported on July 23rd. See, here you go again. The very people that are collecting this information, that are collecting these vehicles, whatever, are, are making the decision to filter this information out to the New York Times. 
the very newspaper that seems to have this ongoing feud with the President of the United States. It's like, it's like the bureaucracies versus the elected officials. You can kind of see this, 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 this great conflict being set up between this entrenched bureaucracy, what we call the deep state, and our own elected officials, many of which are in collusion and hold allegiance to the deep state because they want to be part of that revolving door scenario where they get the big jobs when they leave their public office. This seems like a really serious, real conflict that this country is facing. And at the heart of it is the power and the control that this off-world technology could provide for whoever controls the technology. It's almost as if you know, you're among a Stone Age tribe and somebody finds a fully automatic weapon with an endless supply of ammunition. Suddenly, suddenly that person has all the power. And if that person's not a good person, then everybody else is in a lot of trouble. Now we go here and says, while the results of the U of UAPTF's investigation are classified, for now at least, a briefing delivered to Defense Department representatives in March by a former consultant for the UFO program mentioned retrievals from off-world vehicles not made on this earth. The Times reported, despite this claim, any evidence of alleged extraterrestrial technology has yet to be produced, according to the Times. Then it goes on and says, UFOs also sometimes called unidentified aerial phenomena. Well, they were until the Defense Department began to call them vehicles are objects that can't be easily explained. The primary goal of military agencies investigating UFOs is not to find intelligence agents, is not to find intelligent aliens, but to determine whether or not these mysterious objects pose a threat to national security. Well, of course they pose a threat. They're invading our airspace at will. But we're told to go back to sleep, just like with the supposed drones, which I call UFOs, in the news again, Today, invading the airspace over Palo Verde nuclear power plant, you actually have you actually have officials telling you not to worry about that. That those are just private individuals exercising their right to fly a drone wherever they want. Well, from my viewpoint, this is utter nonsense, and so is the idea that these UFOs don't pose a security threat to our nation. It says pioneering programs such as the Air Force's. Project Blue Book and the National Investigations Committee on Aerial Phenomena, NICAP, have focused on UFO appearances in the U.S. from the 1950s into the 1980s, while the Pentagon's Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, formed in 2007 and allegedly ceased operations in 2012 when its budget was withdrawn. Well, if they're top secret, how do we know the budget was withdrawn? Maybe the budget was withdrawn on paper, but not in real life. And of course we all know that Louis Elizondo was the one who reportedly ran that program now working for to the Academy of Stars and Science. Now it finishes up here it says, but the Pentagon's search for UFOs didn't end in 2012 after all. Representatives with the Department of Defense recently confirmed that UFO hunting was still active in 2017 and continues to this day under UAPTF according to the Times. Then it says the U.S. Senate Intelligence Committee addressed the activities of UAPTF in June and their Intelligence Authorization Act for fiscal year 2021. See, it took a law 
to even get these guys to talk about it. They literally had to pass a law to get the Defense Department, it looks like to me, to come clean on some of this stuff. This brought the shadowy UFO investigating agency into public view, the Times says. The committee's bill seeks to regulate the trafficking of organizations the trafficking, organization, and accessibility of UFO-related information gathered by the task force. Now, it seems like maybe in a backhanded way, they're telling these guys, listen, the next time you get video of these UFOs, you can't just give them to the New York Times so that they can pass them on to the former head of the very group that was, that was investigating this stuff. Maybe they're giving them a little bit of a heads up here. Next time you get this stuff, you cannot pass it to TSSA. you got to put this stuff on a public website where everybody has a shot at it. That seems to be what they're saying, which that's a good thing. It says this would include the release of a public report submitted in unclassified form within 180 days of this bill's enactment. So you can see the, you can, you can see the little tug of war coming here. They're saying, and I'll give, I'll give Rubio credit for this, they're saying... Give us a report. We don't want the whole thing uh, blanked out with magic marker. We want an unclassified report. I wish they would have simply said unredacted. Then we could have got the real report instead of the kitty report. It almost seems like maybe they're giving us the dumbed-down version of what they find, the same way we got the dumbed-down version with those three cockpit videos. Remember we talked about how advanced the radar systems actually are, and these guys were seeing this stuff in real time, and how amazing the pictures are that we're not allowed to see because that could cause a catastrophic failure to our country somehow. So we know that these people know a lot more than they're telling us. We know that the military systems that our nation has are far more advanced than what people realize. They're dealing with technologies probably... 40, 50 years ahead of what we're using. It's basically, it's as if, you know, you could go back to 1970 and they would have had full-blown smartphones like we have today. That seems to be the level that they're ahead of us. It goes on, it says, The committee understands that the relevant intelligence may be sensitive. Nevertheless, the committee finds that the information sharing coordination across the intelligence community has been inconsistent. Committee members wrote in the bill, so they're taking the first steps. It's like they're walking into a room and there is a extremely large apex one creditor animal. As if they got into the pool and suddenly found there was a great white shark in there. I think they're starting to realize that the deep state does have these vehicles not made of this world, whether that's extra dimensional, whether that's extraterrestrial, whatever. But these Vehicles not made of this world can do things that our vehicles could only dream of, which means that the deep state has the access to power that makes a hydrogen bomb look like a parasite. I mean, what could they do with this stuff? Basically, what they have here is free energy. It could completely change the whole world. It can would completely change the social structure and the economic structure and the pecking order of the entire world. That's the power that one of these off-world vehicles represents. Now, I want to go back and look at one more article here talking about the double talk because this whole time we've been hearing disclosure, 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 
And then when you get into it, what you find out is you see this tug-of-war going on between a few politicians that are just starting to ask some questions. Can you please give us a sanitized version? Can you please let us look at something? And then you see these deep state players on the other side that have been there for years and years and years, and they're saying, well, we'll take a look at it and we'll let you know. And how would we even know where these vehicles are buried at? Because the people controlling the evidence and possession of this stuff, they have it hidden, nested, bureaucracy within bureaucracy within agency. More than likely, it probably is somewhere in a deep underground base. More than likely, the same people that are controlling the stuff are... It's the same... It's the same people group that's been controlling this stuff for generations. It's to the point where they have created a secondary civilization on the verge of creating an off-world civilization. When you take a group of maybe ten or 20,000 people who have access to technology that the other 6.5 or 7 billion people do not have access to, and when that gap between those two technologies, cell phones com compared to, you know, travel like you see in Star Trek, people being transported with particle beams, free energy, say, versus coal-powered plants. What you can begin to see take shape here is two types of civilizations. One very secretive buried within uh, the bureaucracies of what was a legitimate government. And now they have become so powerful that they won't even share this technology with the President of the United States. A completely separate, intact civilization. Just think about that. This deep state with access to all these secrets that we can only dream about. At some point they become so powerful and so strong that they literally take over the entire planet and maybe some of these senders are beginning to see what's happening here with this deep state structure this power structure that's become it's become so empowered that they're on the very verge of taking this not of this world technology and just enslaving the entire planet that seems to be the scenario that we're actually up against if you think COVID is a problem, you're sadly mistaken. That is not the virus that threatens us. The virus that threatens us is a virus that's unseen. Now, this last article I want to take a look at is from Popular Mechanics and also came out July 26th by Andrew Daniels. And the main reason I want to go through this is, is some of the backtracking done by Harry Reid. It says, Pentagon has off-world vehicles not made on this earth. Bombshell. The government's one once clandestine UFO program will reveal findings on unexplained materials and crashes. Well, that's a very hopeful statement in my opinion. I really don't expect a lot of revelations coming from these guys. If they were to make any true revelations, that would be that would that would involve them giving up power. And you know, when you're dealing with uh, people that seem to have strong sociopathic tendencies, the last thing they want to do is to be out of control. They have a neurotic need for control. And so this is why we're seeing this whole uh, narrative change. It's got to the point where they can no longer just say, well, it's swamp gas. 
they they have to give up some tiny bit of control by at least acknowledging that the phenomena is real. But the last thing they want to do is let us know that it not only is real, but they have somehow as somehow harnessed some of this power for their own use because that would demand accountability. And this type of personality is not going to want to give accountability. Now let's go on just a little bit here and it says, Update 726. We've updated the story to include official comments provided by the Pentagon to popular mechanics as well as a clarification of Senator Harry Reid's original comments in the New York Times report. Maybe somebody didn't want a black eye again, literally. And maybe that's why that clarification happened. You have to wonder. For years, the U.S. government has repeatedly changed its tune regarding its official involvement with UFO research. Well, you can call it changing your tune. A lot of us would just call that lied. You could just say, for years, the U.S. government has repeatedly lied about its official involvement with UFO research. That would be that would be a true statement. For years, the US the US government has repeatedly lied regarding its official involvement with UFO research. Or we could just say, for years, deep state actors have repeatedly lied regarding their official involvement with UFO research. As recently as February, a Pentagon spokesman told Popular Mechanics that while a government program did investigate unnamed aerial vehicles, see that? Do you see how quick that was? We went from UFO to UAP. Remember when Cackles went on TV and she said, well, we call those unidentified aerial phenomena. She thought she was a cool kid because she got to use the the, uh, new initial, the new acronym. But now, they've changed it again. UAV, Unidentified Aerial Vehicles. They're acclimating you to the notion that these things are three-dimensional mechanical devices. Maybe they are, maybe they aren't. And other unexplained aerial phenomena for some time last decade. Funding dried up in 2012, but when Popular Mechanics thoroughly investigated the covert program, Underlined. Multiple sources said it's still ongoing to this day. Yeah, we're pretty sure of that. Now, a new report in the New York Times confirms those accounts that the government's UFO unit currently resides in the Office of Naval Intelligence, where it deals with classified matters, matters per the report, even though the unit itself isn't classified. Hiding in plain view. Hiding in plain view. Remember what we said about deception. Right there on the top of the toolbox, man. So the Senate Intelligence Committee, our elected officials, the elected officials, call up some of these, you know, decade-long employees from the Defense Department, what many of us would call deep state actors. And what do we find out? They're not... We, we assume that this, that this UFO investigative apparatus is somewhere lurking in the Defense Department, but what we find out it's nested within the Naval Intelligence Office within the Defense Department, nestled under the title of unclassified. A little more deception. 
Well, why would classified operations be conducted by an unclassified bureaucracy? Well, kind of throw the dogs off the scent. It goes on, it says, Now, a new report in the New York Times confirms those accounts. The government's UFO unit currently resides in the Office of Naval Intelligence, where it deals with classified matters, per the report. And even though the unit itself isn't classified, the Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force is meant to standardize collection and reporting on sightings of UAVs and publicly divulge at least some of its findings twice a year, according to the Times. Well, there's your little nugget that was handed to the Times that was handed to Popular Mechanics. Didn't Donald Trump call them the enemy of the people, or was he just talking about the media in general? Okay, it says here, in June, a Senate committee report, in a June Senate committee report, the Senate authorized appropriations for fiscal year 2021 for the task force, supporting its efforts to reveal any links that unidentified aerial phenomena have to adversarial foreign governments and that the threat they pose to the U.S. military assets and installations. And then it says, from the report, the committee remains concerned that there is no unified comprehensive process within the federal government for collecting and analyzing intelligence on unidentified aerial phenomena, despite the potential threat. The committee understands that the relevant intelligence may be sensitive. Nevertheless, the committee finds that the information sharing and coordination across the intelligence community has been inconsistent, and this issue has lacked attention from senior leaders. Well, at least somebody's putting it out there. And then he goes on and talks about how they direct them to produce this report every six months. Now it says, Senators Marco Rubio, who chairs the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence, told CBS affiliate in Florida that he's most interested to learn from the task force who's responsible for unidentified aircraft spotted over American military bases. Rubio said he hopes the Chinese or Russians or some other adversary hasn't made some sort of technological leap that allows them to conduct this sort of activity. That, to me, Rubio said, is a national security risk, and we should be looking into it. I would agree. Now, I want to get down here and finish up with the little note on Harry Reid, because we're talking about double talk. It says, Harry Reid, the former Nevada senator who was instrumental in finding the original UFO program, excuse me, funding the original UFO program, told the Times he believes that Quote, crashes of objects of unknown origin may have occurred and that retrieved materials should be studied. This is Senator Harry Reid. Remember, he was kind of a big deal back in the day. He says, crashes of objects of unknown origin may have occurred and that retrieved materials should be studied. Now it goes on, it says, after looking into this, I came to the conclusion that there were reports from substantive, some not so substantive, that there were actual materials that the government and the private sector had in their possession. Now it goes on, it says, an earlier version of the Times article said, Reed believed crashes from other worlds had indeed occurred, and that retrieval materials had been, had been studied, studied secretly for decades, often by aerospace companies under government contracts. Wow. An earlier version of the Times article said, Reed, that's Senator Harry Reid, believed, quote, crashes from other worlds, other worlds, that's nice, had indeed occurred and that 
retrieved materials had been studied secretly for decades, often by aerospace companies under government contracts. Well, we know what happens when this stuff ends up in the hands of private companies. A FOIA request doesn't mean anything. Suddenly, these things are buried in the deep state of the deep state. It says, the Times has corrected Reed's account. There you go. A little too much got out. The cat almost got out of the bag, so the Times has been ordered to put the cat back in the bag. Wow, sounds like a good way to get scratched. The Times has corrected Reed's account, and Reed has since clarified his statements in a tweet below. Popular Mechanics has updated this section of the article. And here's the tweet. Senator Harry Reid. Boy, this is fun. I have no knowledge, and I have never suggested the federal government or any entity as unidentified flying objects or debris from other worlds. I have consistently said we must stick to science, not fairy tales about little green men. <laughs> Remember that time that Harry fell off his exercise machine and he got that huge, terrible black eye? You gotta wonder. You gotta wonder if these guys, when they get this far up the food chain, it must it must be awful. They must just have. They must just have men in black following them around everywhere. Could you imagine being a retired senator, having all those secrets, and then having the deep state be concerned that you might spill some of those secrets? You couldn't give me that job. I wouldn't trade places with Harry Reid for all the money in the world. But here's his retraction, I guess you could call it. I have no knowledge, and I have never suggested... The federal government or any entity has unidentified flying objects or debris from other worlds. I have consistently said we must stick to science, not fairy tales about little green men. Well, you got to throw the part about the little green men in because it worked in Roswell, and it's certainly going to work this time. It goes on here, it says, The astrophysicist Eric Davis, who consulted with the Pentagon's original UFO program and now works for the defense contractor Aerospace Corporation, told the Times that after he examined certain materials, he came to the conclusion that we couldn't make them ourselves. In fact, Davis briefed the Department of Defense Agency as recently as March about retrieving materials from off-world vehicles not made on this earth. It goes on and says, As we have said previously, Department, De Department of Defense and all military departments take any incursions by unauthorized aircraft into our training ranges or designated airspaces very seriously and examine each report, Pentagon spokesman Susan Gow tells Popular Mechanics. Now, I'm going to finish up, but I want you to remember that name, Susan Gow or Susan Goff. It's a name that keeps coming up over and over, and I wouldn't want her job either because it seems like they always send her out there when they have to answer a bunch of questions that they just can't seem to find an answer for. But what we're seeing is, you know, once that cat gets one paw out of the bag and he hasn't been declawed, he can create a terrible mess for the person holding the bag. And it seems like maybe Senator Reed had a hold of that bag for just a minute and decided to pass it back to the deep state. And I do not blame him one bit. What this is turning into is more deep state double talk. But maybe we'll be lucky and maybe through this whole thing, we'll get just a glimpse of disclosure. We can only hope. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out.